Y'all, can we chop it up just for a little bit? <laughs> Listen, I just came to talk to y'all today to let you all know, but there's more. Some of us have been on jobs that you already know God is calling you to something greater. But you keep sitting there day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, and it's not doing what it's supposed to anymore because God is calling you to something greater. He's calling you to something greater. Where are my single people at? Raise your hand. Okay. Some of, listen, some of y'all, and y'all know I'm just keep it real. I'm gonna just be me. Okay. Some of you all have been settling in relationships that you know you have no business being in. I came to let you know, but there's more. To my married couples, some of y'all been married a hundred years. And you look if you, if Frank here, Frank, I'm not talking about you, I'm just using the name Frank as a hug. Frank, he just in, stuck in his ways, he just is who he is. Frank ain't gonna never, mm mm, mm mm, mm mm, mm mm, mm mm. I don't care how long you've been married, but there's more for your covenant, your relationship. In these last days and times, we can no longer be complacent and just do it the way we've always done it. God, everybody, listen. I was talking to JD earlier and just the other week, this city campus, y'all listen, it's something in me, like it's so much treasure in this room right here. Every time I walk through the doors of this city campus, my soul is just set on fire because there's so much here. And I believe that that's why God is strategically doing what he's doing with our pastor and with the city campus, because everybody that's in this room, he's raising us up to greater because there's more. Some of y'all been coming here for years. Well, I just, I just greet at the door. But God is calling you to do more than just greet at the door. He might be calling you to the prayer team too. It's time to step it up. There's so much more he has. I'm just gonna show y'all some scripture today. So get your pen ready, get your notes out, get your phone out. Cause we, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm just gonna prove to y'all by the word that there's more. You cannot leave out of this room the same way. Well, all of the things that are happening right now, we have to know the divine strategy on how to do what God is calling us to do 
in these last days. And that word strategy just keeps, he, God keeps bringing that word because God is being very strategic on how we as the church move in these last days. Listen, the church is not this building you came into. You are the church. You are the church. So many times we come up here in here and we say, I just need to get my word and get filled up to go back out and do what? You're just going to keep coming and getting fed and filled up, but afraid to use it? We have a whole community. Listen, God is so strategic with even where he planted this building. Why are we looking for spots for years for the city campus, right? All over Chicago. For years. We were, we were at Whitney Young for years because they were looking for land, looking for spots, where to put life change, the city campus. But God strategically placed us right here for a reason. I think about this concert. I don't know if they had it yet or if it's coming up. What's this concert they have over here? And they be having like bands that do Satan worship and what is it? I don't know, but they, they have this concert over here every year in this park over here. Huh? The spring awakening is what they calling it. Just what if we the church, we don't have to go over there being deep, but what if we just went over there and just walked the grounds? They don't even have to know we praying. What if we get over after service? I got to go eat because I'm hungry, but we stand out, out there, out down the stairs outside and just pray. And as they walk past, God bless you. It's not about being deep or religious, but being strategic. Because even them in their lost state right now, there's more. For them too. Some of you, why are you all on? And I, I, I was talking to Monica, and I know Jen, and their kids now are playing sports, and they're doing well. Why is it that God has given your children this talent, and you're at this game in this moment? And she said, I will have service on. And some of the parents would lean like, what you watching? Amen. What if God just strategically place you there yes. to change lives. Yes, that's right. Yes, that's right. Yes. Amen. It's not just about your baby good at sports, right. That's right. which she is, she anointed, yes, but there's more. Yes. There's more. Okay, so I told you I was going to go to scripture because y'all know I can keep talking. <laughs> All right, the first scripture, can we put up Psalms 115? 14 through 15, write it down, because I want y'all to go home 
and make sure if y'all got to post these scriptures up to remind you every day, put it in the bathroom, put it by your bed, put it on your mirror, put it in your car, wherever you need to. All right. Y'all looking up here? It says, and the Lord, who? The Lord. Shall increase you more and more, you and your children. Y'all see that? And the Lord shall increase you more and more. Not just you, but you and your children. Okay, so we might have some young people in here and y'all may think, well, I'm too young, like, you know, God, he, he haven't given me anything to say. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad I heard you say that. Uh, okay. <laughs> Go to Jeremiah 1 and 7. But the Lord, who? The Lord. Said to me, do not say I am only a you. For to all to whom I send you, you shall go. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. You're in the school, you're in for a reason. You're on the team that you're on for a reason. Do not say, I am a youth and you be afraid of what the others are gonna think about you. Cause guess what? You are the answer for them. You don't wanna see them, anything happen to them or them die and go to hell when you had what they needed on the inside of you, even as a youth, to change lives. We have some senior citizens up in here that says, they might be saying, you know, I'm old now. You know, I'm just going to grandparent and, yeah, I don't have to do nothing no more. I I'm talking to y'all, too. <laughs> go to Deuteronomy 34. Let's go with the NIV version first, and then we'll do the message, because I want y'all to see this, too. You're not too old. It's not too late. God has more for you too. All right. See, the thing is what you got to realize, if it's in the word, that means you can have it too. So it says, Moses was 120 years old when he died. Yet, his eyes were not weak, nor his strength gone. Elders, y'all better use that scripture. If Moses can be a hundred, not one hundred, a hundred and twenty, and his eyes were not weak, and he was strong, what excuse do you have at 78, 80, 90, if you don't get just a youth? I'm not playing with y'all this morning. Playing with y'all. 
Let's go to the same scripture, but let's go to the message because sometimes the message version know how to break it down like it needs to be broke. And it says, there it is. Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eyesight was sharp. He still walked with a spring in his step. Senior citizens, I'm giving y'all the blueprint that you need to keep confessing over yourself every day. If God could do it for Moses, you too. Uh-huh. He had a spring in his step. That's the only part I wanted them to see. So, uh, elders, y'all got it? I can't hear y'all. All right. I don't want no excuses because God has more. Let's go to Jeremiah 29 and 11. Because now we're about to get into, you know, how do we tap into this? So the word says, for I know, this is God talking, for I know, this is God talking to you. For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not evil to give you hope in your final outcome. There is a divine plan that God has for you. And so many of us have been stuck in our own ways and stuck in this certain way that we're doing things when God is saying, for I know the plans that I have for you. And now it's time for us to tap into the more. It's time for us to tap into the greater. Y'all got that? Amen. Okay, let's go to 1 John 4, starting at verse one. Y'all roll, Ashley girl, I love you. You are rolling with me. I love you girl back there. And it says, beloved, do not believe every spirit speaking through a self-proclaimed prophet. <laughs> Instead, test the spirits to see whether they are from God because many false prophets and teachers have gone out into the world. If y'all look at social media, Everybody got a podcast. Everybody is a guru. Everybody wants you to buy into their program. Everybody, it's so much noise. Even what our kids are watching right now, we have to be watchful of what's happening because there's an agenda that's being pushed. And you better know who the true prophets are and the truth, who are operating in the spirit of truth and those who are not. Because you will be caught up in stuff you didn't even, you, how in the world did I get here? Okay, so I'm gonna keep reading verse two. By this you know and recognize the spirit of God. This is how you know. Every spirit that acknowledges and confesses the fact that Jesus Christ has actually come in the flesh as a man is from God and God is its source. Wow. Not the ancestors. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. 
You go ahead and pray to the ancestors all you want to. But you better be careful what you're inviting in. You better be careful what you're inviting in. Only those who acknowledge. It's y'all. Am I making it up? No, it's right here. Right there. That's why I say write these scriptures down so you can keep them before you because the word God is very clear with what he's laid out. Okay? It's very clear. Every spirit which acknowledges and confesses the fact that Jesus Christ, the Messiah, actually has come as a man in the flesh is from God. So pay attention. Pay attention. Yeah? Verse 3. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus, acknowledging that he has come in the flesh, but would deny any of the Son's true nature is not of God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming, and now is already in the world. That spirit is here, right? It's in the world right now. And we as the church, we have to be sharp. We have to know that we know that we know who God is and what and, and the truth of his word because they twisting things to try to make it fit what they want to do when God has called us as the body of Christ to more. So this is the main scripture I wanted to get to verse four. This is us. Little, not little, little children, believers, dear ones, you are of God and you belong to him and have already overcome them. Who did you overcome? Those agents of the Antichrist, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. He who lives within you and me is greater than he that's in the world. So we, we have no need to fear when people are coming against us. I keep going back to that message Pastor Hayes preached about that, that rejection. What do we do as the body of Christ when the world rejects us? It's not us who they're rejecting. When they reject us, they reject him. So don't, don't be afraid when the world rejects you. That's what they're supposed to do. But it's not even you they're rejecting. It's him who's in you who has already overcome every evil thing. How dare we as the body of Christ be afraid to step up and stand up and say what he's called us to say? When the greater one lives in us who have already overcome the world. He lives in you and me. What? There's more. There's more. I ain't playing with y'all today. Yeah. I'm not playing with y'all today. All right, so how do we tap into this greater? Number one is we got to seek God. You all know this scripture, Matthew 6.33, from the Amplified, put it up, Matthew 6.33. How, how do we consistently 
stay in this place of understanding who we are and, and, and uh, how do we walk in this, God? What do, what, do, what do I need to do to walk in this every single day of my life? This is where we start. But seek, aim at, and strive after first. Not going to your cousin now. Girl, I don't know what to do. Nope, 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 nope. But seek, aim at, and strive after first of all his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, and all of these things. Not just the things that were in the scriptures prior to this one, but every single thing that you need, I'm telling you, this is the way, this is the way we get to it first. We got to seek God first. God, I know, I, I know you got a plan for my life. You said that in, in Jeremiah 29, 11. And God, I, I, I've been on this job and I'm, I'm not fulfilled no more. I'm literally dreading going every day. And God, I know you might be, you, you're birthing, you've given me this idea, you've given me this business idea, and I've been scared to move out on it. But God, I'm seeking you first for the strategy yeah. on what to do. When we seek him first, we're going in there with the great I am and the king of kings, and we're sitting at the table. And I call him Papa, he's my Papa, he's my daddy. I be like, well, Papa, what do you want me to do? You know, in this situation. And learn how to sit in his presence. Sometimes we talk too much. We go in there, and Father God, I just thank you. Cut, cut, cut. Shut up. <laughs> Allow him to talk. Y'all so rude. Y'all going to do all the talking, then get up, amen, and leave. <laughs> you didn't even get the strategy on what to do. When you seek him, you sitting at the table. All right, Dad. <laughs> You've created me for more. I just think about myself, even in business. I was telling my godmother, I was talking to her, and this was last year. And I've had, you know, had this fitness business for years. So it started off with the performing arts school. He took somebody that was a hot mess, living any kind of way, and but dance was a gift that he gave me. So when he transformed my life, he gave me this dance company using what the gift that he gave me to impart purity into the lives of young girls. What? Like God, you got a whole sense of humor. Somebody was out here dancing with R. Kelly now, talking about purity, girl. God, you be tripping. But I love it though. Dance was the drawing tool. But for 15 years, y'all, we went all over the world, Honduras, everywhere, teaching dance. What? Then from there, when that, it, but there's more. I couldn't stay right here. I couldn't stay right there because God had more. Some of you all have accomplished great things. Sis, I know you have Jen. She a beast. I'm talking about a boss boss. But, but there's more. There's more, sis. There's more. So then 
that grace lifted. So I'm like, okay, God, the joy, the passion is not there with the dance right now. So what? So we, 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 my business partner and I, we had started our performing arts school. We had moved it inside this gym to rent space there. So I'm watching all the trainers like, oh, I've been training bodies for years. It was just through dance. So then I started getting certified. God took me into the fitness side. Now he's taking me all over the world with the fitness, doing Millennium Park, traveling. Good. Okay, what? All right. Then I was telling my God, Malash, I said, I believe God is calling me for more. I don't know what it is he's going to have me start speaking more. I thought it was more on the coaching side and I was going to be doing business conferences and stuff like that. Needless to say, I got called in by the pastor. <laughs> I was like, now nah, God, you really got jokes because I want, I want to talk about preaching. When you said speak, I thought it was going to be in the business arena and yeah. But I'm saying this to say to you all, but there's more. Don't settle because what's happening is when you seek him first and you get the strategy, he's made us trailblazers. So when you seek him and you sit and listen for the strategy, he's going to give you things that has never been done before, but you got to be the first one to blaze the trail to do it. So stop basing your life or your career, your success off of what this particular guru you're following. It's fine to read books and all that, but you go to the master first and find out what he called you to do because just because they did it this way, God may have a whole nother way for you to get there quicker and easier. Seek him first for the strategy. All right, number two. I hope y'all take notes because he gave this to me. He been download, he been downloading this to me all week. Number two is obedience. Number one, once we get in his face first, we sit down to hear the strategy, we must obey what he tells us to do. Because there's more. Whew. Let's go to 1 Samuel 15, 22 and 23 from the Message Bible. This is that scripture that talks about obedience is better than sacrifice. But the way that the message broke it down, I was like, you tripping. So I'm going to read it. All right, it says, then Samuel said, do you think all God wants are sacrifices? Empty rituals just for show. No, he don't want that. He wants you to listen to him. Plain listening is the thing. Not staging a lavish religious production. Not doing what God tells you is far worse than fooling around with the occult. Y'all. <sighs> He don't need you trying to do it your own way. God said, I said, go to her and encourage her. But instead of you stepping doing that, hot, tot, tot it up, I, I prophesied that. God didn't tell you to do this big religious. I just told you to go over here and just encourage her. You didn't start showing out to be seen. Sit your end down. 
Sinner. Not doing what God tells you is far worse than fooling around in the occult. Getting self-important around God is far worse than making deals with your dead ancestors. Because you said no to God's command, he says no to your kingship. Drops mic. Yeah. I ain't saying nothing else after that. So obey. Once you seek him first, listen to him. And whatever he tells you to do, do that. Got it? Number three. I'm almost done. I promise. I just got six of them. And then we're going to be out of here. Okay? We on three. We halfway there. We halfway there. Okay? All right. Number three is humility. We must be humble. In order, this is all about, God, how do we tap into the more? So number one was what? Number two is what? Number three is humility. Let's go to James 4 and 10 in the Amplified. So with this one, I'm going to read the Amplified first, and then y'all know that message. <laughs> that scripture that we just read before, that thing, I just had to chuckle. I said, golly, like you're going to break it down, then break it down. All right, so James 4 and 10 from the Amplified Bible says, humble yourselves with an attitude of repentance and insignificance in the presence of the Lord, and he will exalt you. He will lift you up. He will give you purpose. How do we get to the more? You got to be humble. Because when you're humble, God will do the exalting. Yeah, y'all got that? All right, so let's go to the message version of that same scripture. So let God work his will in you. Yell aloud no to the devil and watch him scamper. Say a quiet yes to God and he'll be there in no time. Quit dabbling in sin. Purify your inner life. Quit playing the field. Hit bottom and cry your eyes out. The fun and games are over. Get serious, really serious. Get down on your knees before the master. It's the only way. You want to get to the more? You want God to exalt you? Be humble. Sit down. <laughs> Be humble. What is it? Hey, hey. Okay, sorry. Let's get out of here. All right. Let's go to 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7. We almost there, y'all. We almost there. Let's do the amplified version first. Y'all got that up? Yeah. Ashley, I love you. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Set aside self-righteous pride so that he may exalt you to a place of honor in his service at the appropriate time. Y'all got it? And I just got one more. I went, we're not going to do the message of that because I want to hurry up and get through it. Let's go to Matthew 23 and 12. And let's do the ESV version. This is all about being humble. This is number three. 
It says, whoever exalts himself will be humble, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Number one was what? Number two is what? And number three is what? Amen. Number four, serve others. How do you get to the more? By serving others. This is how you get there. So, Ashley, I'm not sure if you were able to do it how I wanted you to do it. Matthew 20. Were you able to start it from where I needed you, darling? Yeah. Ashley, girl. You are anointed, honey. <laughs> okay. This is all about serving others. And it says, he said, you've observed how godless rulers throw their weight around how quickly a little power goes to their heads. It's not going to be that way with you. Whoever wants to be, go to the next. Whoever wants to be great must become a servant. Whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave. This is what the Son of Man has done. He came to serve, not to be served, and then to give away his life in exchange for many who were held hostage. You want to get to the more? Serve others. Amen. Serve others. Number one is what? Number two is what? Amen. Number three is what? Humility. Number four is what? If Jesus came not to be served, but to serve, how much more? And see, when you, when you seek God first and you get in his presence, he'll show you how he wants you to do that. Amen. You may have been doing it this way for so long, but he may say, now I want you to go this way. And every time you do what he tells you to do to serve others and walk in humility, I'm telling you, not only will it transform your life, it will transform the lives of so many others. All right, y'all, we almost there. I told y'all I had six of them. We at number five. Number five is abide in him. What does abide mean? It's simply to adapt, to adapt to his word. Just Whatever he says, adapt. Whatever his word says, adapt to that. This scripture, John 15, starting with verse four from the message. And it says, live in me, make your home in me, just as I do in you, in the same way that a branch can't bear grapes by itself, but only by being joined to the vine. You can't bear fruit unless you are joined with me. You can't bear any good fruit of any kind unless you are joined to him. In order to get to the greater, you got to be connected to the vine and adapt, abide, lean into whatever you say to do, God, I'm going to do. Whatever your word declares, God, I'm going to adapt to the way you said do it. Because outside of him, it ain't going to happen. You can't bear good fruit 
being detached from, the, from God. You could do many things in the world, but it ain't going to be worth nothing. Only what you do for Christ will last. If it ain't him, it is not going to last. So abide in him. Number one was what? Number two. Number three. Number four. Number five. We done made it down to six. You got to surround yourself with the right people. Seek God in this season with who he wants you to be around. Let's go to Proverbs 27, 17 in the Amplified. <laughs> iron sharpens iron. So a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Listen, look, if you are with people who are allowing you to stay average or in a low place, you with the wrong group of people. Because iron sharpens. Iron to make you greater. If your friends are celebrating you, go church, ah, ah, drop it. What? Okay, after you get through dropping it low, then what? What is gonna come after that? Go out there, turn up, get your drink up, what? So when you get over the hangover, what? Was that beneficial in any way? No, you need those. Hey, mm -mm. I see greater in you, friend. Hey, friend, I see greater in you. Now nah, we we go listen. We gonna come together, and we need to um, start planning, like trying to get this business idea together or something. But you gotta be around people who won't allow you to stay in a low place. But iron sharpen. Y'all should be sharpening each other. You're not gonna be around me and be average. Not gonna happen. Uh oh, who was that that said that's right? Y'all already come on. Y'all already know. Listen, <laughs> you with me, I'm not going to let you talk low. And if you tripping, I'm going to call you on your stuff in love. Yes. Nah, you better than that. I don't have time to be walking in the fence with nobody and get mad over petty stuff. I'm trying to, God, listen, I'm trying to own the lands and properties and everything you have for me. I don't have time to be walking in the fence and talking about no dumb stuff. That's not beneficial to me, nor my time. I got to be with people that helps bring the greatness out of me. Like, man, friend, I had this vision. All right, friend, what are we going to do to help each other get there? All right, iron sharpens iron. You got to surround yourself with the right people to get to the more. Stop settling in these low-level friendships and relationships. It's time to come up. 
Yep, I'm coming at your head today, but it's in love because God has more. I don't want to walk in here and see you living way beyond where God has called you to be. This word that he's given me, I'm going to speak it with authority and with power and speak it into your life to pull on the greater that's on the inside of you because God I can't say I love you and allow you to stay low. That's not love. But when I see greater in you, I'm going to keep pushing and sharpening. You got to surround yourself with the right people because if you don't, this is what happens if you don't. 1 Corinthians 15, 33 from the Amplified. Do not be deceived and misled. Evil companionships, communions and association corrupt good manners and morals and character. So when you hanging with those who are not doing what God has called them to do, the more you keep hanging around them, I'm the one that's saved, I'm the one, but the more you keep going over there, eventually you're gonna be doing what they do. That's why you got to step it up and surround yourself with the right people. It ain't about leaving this person behind, but y'all, I, I want greater. So I got to go over here. So when, as I get strong, you can watch me do it. I could be the example for you to get there. But I can't stay here and get there. Now, friend, you could come with me or you can stay there, but I'm not going to stay there because, friend, that's more for us. So I'm going to go, and as you watch me do it, you can, you can make a choice. You can come or no. Nah. But I'm not coming back. <laughs> Last two things I want to leave y'all with, and I am done. Let this be one of your daily confessions. This is one of your daily confessions, all right? When I saw this in Scripture, I was like... Oh, God, you have so much more. You so dope and your word is a bomb. Ah. So this is the story of Daniel. Go to Daniel 1 and 20. And this is from the Amplified Classic Edition. <laughs> Y'all, I declare this every day over my life. And it says, in all matters of wisdom and understanding concerning which the king asked them, this was Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, okay, what he asked them, he found them to be 10 times better than all the learned magicians and enchanters who were in the whole realm. So my confession every day is, God, if you'll do that for Daniel, God, I thank you that I'm 10 times greater than everybody in my sphere of influence and in my field. Oh, y'all didn't catch that? Do y'all know how powerful that is? If God did it for Daniel, me too. God, that's my confession. Listen, the king was like, I'm not going to even tell you the dream. Send the enchanters and the ma magicians out, and I want you to interpret the dream that I had. I'm not going to even tell you the dream. Could none of them do it? But they called on Daniel. Daniel was like, just give me a moment. I got to seek God. Daniel understood 
that the way to get to the more is I got to seek God first. So he went to God and God revealed the entire dream to him and the interpretation. And he was able to go to the king without the king telling him the dream, tell him what he dreamed and the interpretation. And the evil king told everybody to bow down to Daniel's God. What? That's on you too. So let that be your confession every day. God, I thank you that I'm 10 times greater than everybody in my field and my sphere of influence. Use that for your life. And the last thing I want to leave you with is God's promise to you in Deuteronomy 26 and 19 from the message. And today, God has reaffirmed that you are dearly held, you are a dearly held treasure just as he promised. A people entrusted with keeping his commandments. A people set high above all other nations that he's made. High in praise, high in fame, and high in honor. You're a people holy to God. Your God is what he has promised you. God has promised so much more for you. Do not settle. I've shown you everything he said, and that was just six things. I, it could have been extensive, but these are the things. Everybody stand to your feet. I'm done. Stand to your feet. <laughs> Did you all receive anything today? God has so much more for us, but we got to get in God's face to get the strategy for these last days. There's healing in this building. There's deliverance in this building. There is treasure in this building. I'm not talking about this building. I'm talking about you. That temple, that building, you. God wouldn't put me in here, up, up here for a time such as this. I can't say I love you and not say what he told me to say. Amen. So let's just extend our hands and say, Father God, Father God I, yield I yield to you. I know, I know that, there is more. that there is more. Show me, God, Show me God. as I seek you, as I, seek you. As I obey, as I, obey. As I humble myself as I serve others, as I abide in your word, and as I surround myself with the right people, make me who you've created me to be. Let me walk in the purpose that you've created me for because there's so much more. And God, I receive it. And I yield to it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Chandler, come on.